Happy Mom Day! Welcome to Mom Your Business, the podcast. I am your host, Tanya T. Morris, CEO, Chief Excitement Officer, and founder of Mom Your Business, where our mission is simply to support mompreneurs by connecting them to resources and opportunities that lead to success in business and in life. I'm so excited to have you listening to our show today. There are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to, but you chose Mom Your Business. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also check us out on all social media platforms, Mom Your Business on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check us out on our website, mommyourbusiness.org, and learn more about the work that I do as an author, speaker, and mentor at mommyourbusiness.com. So thanks again for tuning in. We have a great show lined up for you today. Thank you, and you're listening to Mom Your Business, the podcast. When you need Racial and ethnic disparities undermine our communities and our health care system. Some of the more common health inequities that affect African Americans in the U.S. are asthma, heart disease, and maternal mortality. Health care and how we take care of ourselves personally is a conversation we must continue to have every day. Dr. King once said, change does not roll in on wheels of inevitability, but comes through continuous struggle. At Mom Your Business, we are about resources and connecting you to resources and information. On this MLK Day episode, I talked to Janae Johns, who is an author, advocate, and health equity thought leader, whose book, Once Upon a Preemie, came out of her own experience following the birth of her son. Here's my interview with mompreneur, health equity expert, Janae Johns. Our guest today is mom, is a mom, an advocate, an author, a national thought leader in health equity. Uh, During her family's NICU journey, she learned the power of advocacy, patience, and reading to her son. As an advocate for reducing health care disparities, Janae found herself advocating for the needs of her son and his survival dependent on it. She wrote Once Upon a Preemie, which is the only children's book written for parents of preemies while they are in the NICU. This this bedside companion seeks to motivate, encourage, and inspire preemie babies and families until they go home. Currently, Janae is a member of the Preemie Parent Alliance and the PPA Speakers Bureau. Janae was featured in Heart and Soul Magazine, Tom Journal Morning Show, CBS Philly News Radio, Disruptive Women in Healthcare blog. It is my pleasure to welcome to the Mommy Business Podcast, Ms. Janae Johns. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Who's that person's bio you were reading? Oh, that was that was your bio, honey. That was you. That was all you. That was all you. That was all you. So, you know, I really wanted to talk about a few things. Um relative to care, uh, but before we get into that, I really would like for you to kind of start by telling us a little bit about yourself, about your work in healthcare, and uh, where you are now uh, professionally. Sure. So, um, hello, all of uh, Mom Your Business listeners. This is Janae Johns, um, just a mother on a mission to help motivate, encourage, and inspire 
um, mothers and parents whose babies are in the neonatal intensive care unit or NICU get the support that they need for that very fragile time of their um, parenthood journey. I uh, started my career in health disparities, I'd say, as a little girl growing up in West Philadelphia and then uh, going to college and studying nutrition and seeing differences and um, life expectancy and health outcomes for the people in my neighborhood versus the research statistics and things like that that I studied in my books. And so at a very young age, I just had an interest and a passion for equalizing the playing field for the for the for the underdog if you will for the voiceless for the resourceless for peoples and communities that are full of promise and potential but that are left behind um, that philosophy or that framework or approach to my career has carried me through where I am now I now work at a national health insurance company Blue Cross Blue Shield Illinois which is in Illinois which is in Chicago um, as Director of Quality Improvement and Health Equity, and um, when time and opportunities present themselves, I also do a lot of advocacy in the um, NICU and preemie space, again, to make sure doctors and hospitals and clinical staff understand the importance of addressing individual differences with the families that they serve in the NICU, or for pregnant women, really. And so, Janae, it's, it's interesting to note that you referenced that um, you saw this first and foremost as an issue in your own community. Um, when you talk about health disparity, talk a little bit more about why um, it's important for the African-American community um, to understand the treatment and the availability and access to resources in their own community. Excellent question. It's very important for us to understand the importance of knowing what you have access to from an insurance perspective, from a neighborhood or grocery store or transportation standpoint, because if we don't um, understand these factors, this puts us at risk of dying prematurely, of mm -hmm. not making it to survive, to see, to birth our children to see our children graduate from high school and college and to leave behind our legacy. And unfortunately, um, in communities, well, what used to be the hood, the hood isn't the hood anymore. Um, once, upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time in the hoods of this country or in our nation's history, a lot of resources were stripped from those communities, leaving us with, you know, inequitable access to jobs and quality education and full-service grocery stores, all the factors and contributors to someone to be able to live a healthy and full, productive life. And as a result of it, our health has suffered. You look yeah. at any national, state, or local report that talks about health. Unfortunately, African Americans were at the founding of this country's history and remain at the bottom of the health outcomes list. Mm -hmm. And it is mm -hmm. our job as parents and elders in our communities to, number one, take better care of ourselves when we can and when we feel like we're at a disadvantage for taking care of ourselves advocating for, requesting, and demanding of the systems and the structures that do exist to let them know what it is that we need. Mm -hmm. So um, if we want to be around long enough to tell our life story and our health story to the generations that come behind us, we have to understand now that it's kind of what you do and what you have access to now that will help you get to that future state. Yeah, yeah, that's so um, 
It's so important. The things that you're saying are absolutely powerful. I don't know if you saw um, this article recently about the fact that um, so many families, specifically in our uh, community, that there were more dollar stores selling more food than, say, a Whole Foods. Um, In our communities in particular, the reason being is because Obviously, Dollar Tree and those type of stores are less expensive, but at the same time, the nutritional value of having to shop there um, is detrimental to our community. So now you're taking me back about 10, 15 years of my career when I did all the nutrition education and nutrition (laughs) policy and advocacy work, and you're absolutely right. The old ghettos are full of the food deserts, and the food deserts are neighborhoods and communities that have limited access or no access to full-service grocery stores within one mile of residential areas. And once upon a time, and it sounds like there still are a plethora of those food service outlets, be it a dollar store, a dollar tree, the fast food Mm -hmm. establishment, the the, the corner gas station that serves Mm -hmm. um, fast foods as well, are still overpopulated in certain zip codes in our country. Um, as a health um, ad- health and disparities advocate, we learned that our zip code <laughs> plays a greater role and factor in our life expectancy than our DNA, than our mm. DNA code. Wow. And that speaks exactly to that, you know, the fact that in our neighborhoods um, there are limited resources and limited access to health promotional or health promoting behaviors, resources, and services versus those that contribute to the negative health outcomes. And we know what happens when a neighborhood doesn't have access to to healthy foods. There's a preponderance of the high rates of obesity and diabetes and coronary artery disease. And women who are unable to have a healthy enough body to carry their babies to term. Wow. So it's, it's a ripple effect, and um, there has been a lot of advocacy at the federal, state, and local levels that have helped to offset some of those negative impacts and outcomes. So getting fresh fruits and fresh vegetables into the corner stores, um, creating things like um, the Browns the Browns grocery stores that not only bring a full-service grocery store into a food desert, but also creates an economic opportunity to employ members of those communities so that they have jobs with benefits so that they can get the health insurance to get to the doctors to be healthy, right? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really really good. I'm... You know, I could really kind of trumpet this, this, beat this drum a little bit longer, but I'm going to move on. <laughs> I got a lot that I want to cover, um, you know, but having worked, you know, I spent the majority of my professional career in social work. So, you know, these advocate, advocates are so important and so critical um, to our communities. It goes uh, without speaking. But I really want to talk to you now, having since I brought you full circle, from your your health advocacy <laughs> days to where you are now, I really want to talk about then in the midst of those uh, those those two um, that 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 timeline. How has motherhood influenced your career? Motherhood has given my entire life new meaning, including my career. Um, as I mentioned earlier, when I started my career off, 
I did a lot of work in um, childhood obesity prevention from a research perspective, from mm-hmm. a community empowerment perspective, from an education perspective, even to um, even worked at um, a healthcare foundation, so looking at it from a funding perspective. But then once I had my son and I became and experienced the disparities that we were researching or advocating mm. or t- trying to fight against, I um, came back to work with a new passion, number one, and a new lens in which to approach my health disparities and health equity work, and that is certainly looking at the disparities in infant and maternal um birth outcomes and life expectancy rates. I've been really blessed to have been given a blank sheet of paper inside the walls of a managed care company and now uh, a Blue Cross Blue Shield company to say, what should we be focusing on? What programs, what services, what tools do we need to deliver to our members so that they can get to 40 weeks of pregnancy, so that we can reduce a racial and ethnic disparity, and so we can prevent as many babies from hitting the NICU and help keep mom and baby alive after delivery? So that has been a godsend in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I, I tell people all the time, um, when it comes to you know myself as an author, I often say, you know, if you don't know me, if you pick up one of my books, you'll learn everything that you need to know about me because I tell all my business. And so it's amazing how we, you know, as an author, how was that writing for you from a personal experience standpoint? Now, the funny thing about Once Upon a Preemie is, although it is a published book, and it is, I hope, a motivating and encouraging tool that parents can use when they're with their babies. I, I still, I call myself an author because by definition I am, but I still don't consider myself an author because Once Upon a Preemie was just a poem that I wrote mm. and dedicated to, to my son mm. about a month after he came home from the NICU. Mm. That was mm-hmm. my form of healing of processing the roller coaster ride and the and the traumatic experience that we just faced to get him from the hospital home and it just became an outlet for me to be able to just just take a moment and pause and reflect on everything we had just gone through and put it into perspective and mm. so once upon a preemie's original name was You Are So Very Special, which is like the opening and closing verses of the book. Mm-hmm. But um, I just kept reading the book over and over to my son, and his father would say, Janae, you need to do something with that. It's very powerful. And so, I mean, a few years later, it had, Once Upon a Preemie has taken a life of its own, but I had no idea um, when I started that process of journaling, because that's all it was for me was journaling, that it would yeah. become a book and that it would give me the title mompreneur and author. <laughs> you know, again, when you're writing from your personal experience, you know, I'm I'm a mother, I, you know, my son will be 30 in May, but they were previews. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and um, the pre, and I remember actually there was a young lady that was um, having twins the same time that Jeremy and Isaiah were born as well. And it was just, it's, it's, I don't want to, it's, it's a unique club in a lot of ways it's a unique connection um i think not only between the mother and the child but between other preemie moms would you would you agree with that 
Mindset is definitely a special mom's club. I mean, we welcome all moms to the NICU preemie club, but when you learn that another woman, particularly an African-American woman, yes. has a preemie, you give them the, the, the hug is a little tighter, the embrace is a little longer, you guys may even tear up a little bit because you're just looking at each other's eyes and you're connecting back to that NICU experience. Right. But it is certainly unique, and the beauty of that unique relationship, even with a complete stranger, because you and I connected on that when we met at the yeah. office event. But yeah. um, the beauty in that unique connection is that you get yet another opportunity to share your story and, more importantly, your testimony of how your mm-hmm. child and your family made it out on the other side. Yes, so, yes. yes. That, to me, is, a, is, a is a very powerful and that's yes. right. <laughs> that's a blessing. So talk to me about, you know, you shared about the book. What um, other things are you doing um, and how you've made this connection between your career and your advocacy work and your book? Um, where do you see yourself heading in the future and bringing all of those things together? So um, the funny thing is I had no idea when I returned from maternity leave, when I had to return back to work from maternity leave, that all of these pieces of my life will come together in one story or mm-hmm. in one puzzle um, because, they, you know, they were all just very disjointed. And, I, you know, I'm a worker at work. I'm a mom at home. And then when I explored the book authorship thing, I was an author on the side. Um, but it all it, it's all interrelated and coming together because it's my unique journey and my family story, and I'm one person, and I have one story to tell about, you know, our journey and how how our journey is evolving and growing. And so I, I see um, myself going deeper and further in the maternal and child health work in my, in my career because now that my preemie is growing up, we're having to deal with a, 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 a toddler who was once upon a time a preemie. And so that's an experience in and of itself, which could be book number two. All um, right. <laughs> okay. And then, and then as a result of the the work that I've been able to do on my day job and then people learn this personal experience, you know, I've, I've get invitation, invitations to come out and do speaking engagements or um, a lot of the healthcare community taps uh, taps me and the other preemie moms that I'm connected with through the Preemie Parent Alliance to give them our perspective mm-hmm. on fill in the blank. We want to develop a new toolkit to give to hospitals um, and specifically the NICU around training. Can you give us your preemie parent voice? We want to change a parent support program that we have out of a federally qualified health center you know, how can we do that to make sure the parents' needs are being met? So this, you know, day job work and authorship work and mommy support work is all blending and coming together to just tell one one powerful picture and one powerful story of how one mom's journey and being vulnerable enough to be open and transparent about her experience is really helping to change the dialogue and really helping to change the way in which preemie parents are supported when they're in the hospital. And all of that was as a result of me becoming a mother, of yeah. God giving me the title and blessing me to be able to be called mother. Yes, yes. That's excellent. Well, I'm just, like, so warm and fuzzy right now. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I just like the way you tell that story. I think it's just a, um, it's just so powerful. And uh, being able to tell our stories and share our stories, 
um, is really what makes a difference in all of our lives. So um, tell us how we connect with you. We can connect with you uh, on social media. Um, if you have any appearances coming up, um, I'm hoping I see you on Monday as one of my um, coaching mentors for our speed mentoring event. But tell us how we can stay in contact with you on social media. Well, thank you so much for the reminder and the invitation. As long as the weather lets us, as long as the weather is on our side, you will see me at There to Imagine Church Monday, January 21st. Yes. <laughs> for the Mom Your Business event, and I'm looking forward to supporting my mentor and spiritual friend. Yes. Um, you can find me on social media, um, on Instagram at um, Once a Preemie. And we're also on Facebook at Once a Preemie. Um, you can always visit our website at www.onceuponapreemie.com. And we are open to filling up our 2019 calendar. So if any of your listeners have a need for a preemie mom to speak about her experiences or motivate and encourage others to tell their story, please reach out. Please reach out. Yeah, I think it's important, and, and the book is available on Amazon and on all of the, the, the traditional places. The yes, the book is available on Amazon and on our website, onceuponapreemie.com. And uh, please, if you have any friends or family members who are currently in the NICU, please do reach out to get them a copy of the book. That's, yes, uh, that's awesome. the, the primary need and the primary audience for Once Upon a Preemie. Awesome, awesome. Well, today I want to thank you again for coming on Mom Your Business, the podcast. Uh, to our audience, thank you so much for listening to Mom Your Business, the podcast. Again, we're available on all of your listening plat- platforms, Apple Music, Google Play. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Always and forever. Remember now is the day, so enjoy it. Yesterday is over, so learn from it. And tomorrow is not promised, so pray about it. Thank you. The juice, your came the truth. My screams is the proof. Them other dudes get the goose. So I speed in the coop, leaving this interview. It ain't nothing new. I've been fucking with you. None of them ain't taking you. Just tell them to make a you, huh? That's how it be. I come first, like debut.